evening, Flucker fans. Good evening, good evening. And all good day. Uh, all good day. New, uh, new listeners now from uh, Norway. Norway. Which is apparently, hello. Mm. Whether they say it quite like that, I'm not sure. And also, Iran. Iran? Iran. I haven't seen that one. When did that yeah. one come in? Today. Did it? Mm. The Iranians. Did it say whereabouts in Iran? Doesn't give you that detailed um, data so you can drill down to where it is. But I, I will wow. say something though. So, well, hello to our Iranian listeners or Mahab. 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 Assalamu yeah. alaikum. All that. Yeah, don't be offended about that, please, if he's got it wrong. Mm. No, but what, what I did do was I looked at the American, the Americans, so howdy, partners. Yeah, that's spot on. You nailed that one. Nailed it. Yeah. I've been practicing. You're trilingual. <laughs> Yeah, that Florida, California, Ohio, yeah. um, Georgia, yeah, yeah, all over. It's amazing. Wow, really good. It's great, yeah. isn't it? Fame, I love it. <laughs> I was knocking it, you know, before we started this. Are you famous idiots? Yeah, begging yeah. for all that attention, but no, it's fantastic. It is. I can't believe how it's just ping ponging now all over yeah, the world. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, uh, our old pal Tabs has uh, come in with a few suggestions, hasn't he? Oh, Not yes. Not his real name, obviously. Obviously. No, nothing to do with his ears. No. Well, well maybe. <laughs> he didn't think it was to do with his ears. Yes, bit of, uh, bit of feedback. Microphone. Yeah, we've got a new microphone. All singing, all dancing, no expense spared. Yeah, it looks sort of kind of professional as well, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's got one of those big, beefeater. Is it Beefeater hats? Oh, no, one of those bearskins that they wear on the, uh, on the big time parades. Yes, it's huge, yeah. isn't it? It's about the size of your head. That's, and yeah. very expensive as well. Yes, how much was it? I don't know, I borrowed it off my lad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's a big time YouTuber. He is a big time YouTuber. Yeah. We should upload these, uh, upload these podcasts onto YouTube, yeah. Should we? Yeah. I thought we'd done one. Yeah. It takes a long time though, doesn't it? I've got my little boy to do it, yeah. He did show me how to do it, but I'm not that, I'm not that IT literate, so... I've asked him to do the others, but there's there's probably about twelve more to do. Yeah. yeah. So, and he said, "Yeah, I'll do it," but he's never got around to doing it. So. Yeah, that PSD one's going very well, isn't it? Mm. Funnily, out of virtually all of them, that's the, that's the second most listened to. People love a good sacking, don't they? Well, they do. They do. Um, anyway, talking a bit bit more recognition then. So, uh, hello to you. you know who it is, Ooh, and to see. Hey, who was the first one? The one that listens in bed. Oh yeah. Oh, good night. <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit early now, though. She'd have to pull her finger out to get in bed this time of night. Easy. Uh, fair play. Uh, oh, I saw somebody as well at a wedding at the weekend. Did um, you? Cops. Yeah, she sends her regards. Is a female. She, oh. li- she, li- she likes to play the uh, saxophone. Oh, yeah. Bless yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, so, a bit of a mention to her. Oh, she was a decent egg. Very good. Yes, she said pass on my regards to you. Jolly good. Does she want to come on the show or is she still, uh, she's not retired yet? Uh, she's not retired yet. She's uh, still well embedded in the job. Got a good job, enjoying it. Well, she was, gonna, she was yeah. always going to do a good job, so she'll flourish. Yeah, I remember when she started on our shift. Bless her. Oh, crikey. She if she survived that, she'll survive anything. You, yeah. and, you and Bruno, <laughs> he must have run a ragged. And that, uh, and that Larry Sergeant we had. Ooh. He was well. He used to like describe himself as it was a big lad, yeah. but um, athletic was what he used to call himself. Oh, he liked calling himself athletic. Yeah, Did he, he end up on firearms? Uh, no, he didn't actually. Didn't no, he? no. Sounds like he was made for it. Yeah, we just used to call him chunky. Chunky. Anyway. So what did um, what did Tabs reckon we was talk about? 
gave us a few things. Well, he did give us some, uh, yeah, some, some requests. Yeah. yeah. Sick, lame and lazy. Sick, lame and lazy. God, we could talk about that for hours. We could, yeah. Uh, there was a few, actually. But anyway, we've got a topic for tonight, haven't we? I thought we might talk about drugs. Drugs is good. Drugs is dangerous. Yeah, and topical. Topical it at is. the moment, it is. isn't it? Did you know that there was only three of the Tory hopefuls who wish to be Prime Minister? Only three of them have stated that they didn't take any drugs, whether Class A or whatever class, when they were younger. Do you think those three are telling the truth? Probably not, no. Okay. So what what, what does that say then about politicians? At least some of them have been honest and admitted to taking Class A. Well, well, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. minute. That's a a very large step to take, isn't it? So, for instance, when Michael Gove said that, oh, well... um, when he was asked, did you include that on your visa application to go to the United States? He said, well, if they had asked me directly, I would have told them the truth. Of course, so, that would yeah. get you barred, couldn't it? So basically that means no. So, in fact, technically, virtually all of the potential prime ministers, who will obviously go into this great unelected mass, um, won't even be able to go to America, our greatest alloy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So where's that going to leave us? Well, can you imagine the prime minister? Mm. Not being granted entry yeah. into the USA because of Comedy previous, value, that'd be brilliant, <laughs> previous it? drugs offences. It would make Theresa look like a saint. No. Well, because all she ever did was walk through a cornfield. That was the naughtiest thing she ever did, wasn't it? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. That dangerous, mm, dangerous cornfield. Yes. Oh, come on then. Right. We're going to talk about drugs then. So the fact that these people in these positions have admitted to using drugs for recreational purposes partial admissions recreational purposes mm-hmm. does it should it bar you or go against you later on in your career chosen career path or, or employment path if you look at lots of certainly government organizations they have a disclaimer don't they and they they now say that you know because the culture and society has changed you may have uh, used or sampled or dabbled in class A and illicit sub- substance and you are to declare that but as from this point on forward you are not to take any more drugs and you will be drug tested right. so th- there's uh, an inference that you can draw from that that maybe certain parts of society now think it's acceptable to do recreational drugs and I, I certainly think the use of recreational drugs has increased almost exponentially in the last 20 years. Well, it's massive now, isn't it? And it's an interesting term, isn't it? Do we use the term recreational to give it some form of justification? Back in the day, it was drugs. And that was it. They were yeah. drugs. They were illegal drugs. And you were very naughty if you took them. But now, of course, let's dilute it a little bit. Let's call them recreational drugs. Let's call them drugs that will enhance you having a bit of a good time. That's really what the rec- recreational thing really alludes to, doesn't it? I think it's pretty well 50% of all students now, apparently, have, have taken some kind of illegal substance during the last year. Mm. Um, and a obviously, lot of 75% of all politicians. <laughs> a lot of those students are going to go on and be the, the future for our country, aren't they? Well, they are. And do we need to necessarily ruin them for the rest of their lives through taking something all those years ago. Interestingly, of course, 
all these wannabe prime ministers suddenly say that taking drugs is unacceptable. And of course, they weren't thinking that at the time, were they? They thought, oh, what a jolly jape. I'm high as a kite. Let's have some more. Let's have another line. Unless your name's Boris and it was just icing sugar. Uh, yeah, well, no, that was just on, that was just on I've Got News For You, wasn't it? That he said that. He's actually mm. since coughed to full-on cocaine taking. Well, even if it was icing sugar, the intent was there, wasn't it? Yeah. And, of course, back in the day, of course, you don't know that you're going to be Prime Minister. So, for instance, when Boris called gay people tank-topped bum boys, well, he probably wasn't thinking a great deal about his political future, was he? No, but even so... All referring to black what, people as watermelon smiled pickaninnies. Even so, making comments like that in his position, even back then, because he, was, he, he still had a, uh, a fairly prominent position, didn't he? Of, you know, he was the editor of a well-known newspaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would think... Well, it's wrong to have those views anyway, but you'd think you'd just be a bit more mindful of that expressing your opinion about the certain thing things. Is the public have got a nice short memory. In fact, the memory is just usually about as short as the next uh, uh, income tax cut. So say, for instance, if you're on 50 grand plus nowadays, you're going to vote for, Vor- for uh, Boris because suddenly he's found the money to give you all a tax cut. You'll be all right. Mind you, you're probably above that threshold. Now. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I wish. Were it not for a certain clientele. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Um, well, we're going off the subject of drugs here, aren't we? But, oh, we are but, a bit, but, yeah. But, just on that, then. You, well, you're not going to vote for um, the leader of the other party, are you, if you've got a large back garden? Uh, ooh, hang on a minute. Oh, yes. Yeah, people with large back gardens will have to pay tax. Yeah. Mine's he's, tiny. He's deluded. Mine's tiny. I've got a window box. Mm. Your new place has got quite a big garden, hasn't it? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to sell it off for development. Yeah, you want to build another house on that? I'm not sure the wife will let me do that. So, you, all right, then, so... Go on, then, back to drugs. What would you... What, you've got a couple of young kids, haven't you? Yes, very young. And they're in their prime, and they are just coming up to the age where they're going to start thinking about taking a load of cocaine and ecstasy <laughs> and ketamine and all those things they can now get their hands on. Whereas when I was a kid, you were lucky if you knew someone who knew someone who may possibly be able to get you some really dodgy cannabis. Some LSD. LSD. Yeah. I'd love to try some of that, you know, perhaps when I'm about 98 and just about to peg it, just to see what it's like. You could have had some of that when you had your hip done. Yeah, could have done. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, mind you, I've been on that tramadol. God, that's good shit. (laughs) Honestly, I've been going cold turkey from that. You said the other day you was was rattling. Yeah, Yeah, I was. So what, what are you going to say to your children about drug use? Because what, what's your take on, on drugs? Is it bad, never touch them, it's too dangerous? Or are you going to say to them, look, I know it's a jolly jape and you'll have a bit of fun taking it, but long term it's not so good for you because of the psychosis and all this kind of thing. What are you, what, how are you going to play it with them? Well, I think I am anti-drugs, given my background, backgrounds, what I've done in the armed forces and in the police. So I am, by my own nature, anti-drugs. Okay. I've never really mixed with a group of people that have taken drugs, whether it be recreationally or for other what other purposes they, they take it. So I have a very sort of negative view of drugs. I also have seen it, as I've mentioned before, both ends of the spectrum on massive quantities of seized yeah. Drugs down to your street, five, ten pound 
racks and your people doing wines of Charlie on you know Fridays and Saturday nights. Yeah. So I I think I'm I've been exposed to it a lot. As I said, I'm very anti-drugs. But I also recognise how culture and society have changed. And part of me thinks we should legalise certain elements of, of drug addiction, or drug, drug taking, rather than drug addiction, sorry, drug taking. Yeah. I think we should have a more um, open-minded view on that. So I think there'll be some benefits, some health benefits to that and it will drive a certain type of clientele out of business which which is, is a good thing so i'm not dead against legalizing it but i think it needs to be looked at in a lot of detail as to how you would do that because there are some european countries where you can get um like heroin there's clinics in switzerland that will allow you to uh, use their opiate based Heroin substitutes, yeah, um, and the cost of the taxpayer I think is about fifteen grand a year, whereas the cost of the taxpayer of all of the crime associated with drugs and the health care, etc., etc. I mean, in the UK, the the, um, the the drug business is worth about eight billion, and uh, the cost to the economy in shop thefts alone is six billion. Um, <laughs> And all the health care, etc., 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 comes in at about just under eleven billion pounds. Now, that's a lot of money. It's a, it's just a huge sum of money, and and I don't know what uh, what the latest latest figures are on how effective we are at stopping it coming in. But the reality is, there are huge numbers of people dependent on the, you know these uh, opiates, uh, and. There's only one way that 99% of them actually manage to pay for these goods, and that's through crime. Burgling your house, burgling my house, constantly thieving from shops. You know, most of it's funded by shop theft, and I suppose the take on the government will be, well, at least that's not costing us anything. Oh, yeah. But it's costing the private sector. Yeah, massively. Yeah. Massive. Well, it's costing you and I, I think, an average per household of about 270 quid per year to fund the addicts mm. that are going out thieving and ruining their health, etc. So if you if you could look at it, in it from a different perspective then and legalise that, or legalise elements of the drug-taking yeah. population. Because when you take it illegally, you, 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 you struggle to keep up with the cost of sustaining your habit, whereas the actual cost of it is a fraction. So say, for instance... If you have a cocaine habit, a kilo of cocaine in Colombia apparently costs about 450 quid to produce. It's a bloody bargain, mm -hmm. raving bargain. Bring it over here, it's tens of thousands of pounds for a kilo. So if you could give people cocaine here, you know, proper, homogenised, pasteurised, pre-packeted, weighed, risk assessed, blah, 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 it will cost pence. Pence. And um, wouldn't that be a sensible thing to do? For the, for, the, for the drugs that change people's lives, like heroin, whereby people don't eat, they, their children go without food, and all the associated health risks of having you know, these things bolted out with bloody things like brick dust and, and some horrendous things that knacker your body. Yeah. Why not have a perfectly clean, decent you know, supply from a verified source 
I guess it'd be like spring water after a while, wouldn't it? Oh, this one's from like natural pastures of poppers with the sunlight and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it'd be a bit <laughs> of marketing involved. British American Tobacco need a bit of a leg up because they're losing out with the cigarettes, aren't they? Well, well that brings you on to alcohol and tobacco then, doesn't it? Oh, dangerous stuff. Cheers. T- cheers. Yeah. Well, how many people die from heroin abuse? Not that many. In the UK every year. Well, compared to booze. Compared to alcohol-related illnesses, health issues, smoking. How about obesity? Ob- well, obesity is not, if it's not yet, but it's going to be the number be. one the number one killer, isn't Especially it? everybody's fat now, aren't they? Well, it depends who you talk to. Oh, well, you can't say fat anymore, of course, can you now? Larger than life. Larger than life, Larger just than like life. you and I. In fact, it's interesting, actually, being all crippled for the last two weeks, watching all that lovely daytime television, one of the most remarkable things that I saw was the fact that there's so many adverts now for fat people. Really? Yeah. Not to buy fat people, but featuring people that are very big indeed, that previously would have been hidden away, wouldn't they? Because everybody was like super athletic. A few years ago, it was like, oh yeah, you'd be six-packed, all trimmed up. You'd Photoshopped. Craffords, photoshopped. You'd have a couple of ribs removed, wouldn't you? That's what you'd do then. You'd look super skinny. You'd look super skinny to the point where you have some sort of eating condition where you never eat. That's, that was the look, wasn't it? Heroin chic, I think it was called, wasn't it, back in the day? I don't know. For the it? supermodels, was yeah. It? Old Kate mm. Moss. Um, Looking like something mm. all sunken-eyed and, and really unhealthy. That was supposed to be the look. Now, bigger the better. Right. Bigger the better. So, yeah, what is, what is right and what is wrong? What is wrong with taking ooh, recreational drugs? They're not like bad drugs, are they? These are like for having a good time. Yeah, but still, you see, in my eyes, it's wrong. And that's just, maybe I'm biased, maybe because I've just seen it. I agree with you. I've just seen it. I, I, I disagree with it, with it. I mean, do I think they could legalise it and make it better? I don't, I, well, definitely not recreational drugs. I think people, you know, look at these people that take, you know, they, they consume vast quantities of alcohol, take cocaine. I can't remember the name of the chemical reaction that, that happens in your body, but there's a chemical reaction that takes place in your body where is it the cocaine cancels out the effects of alcohol? All oh, right. So you then you more. consume more alcohol and then you behave in a manner which we've, many of us have seen before, you know, the, the VDP, violent deranged person, you, you know, it doesn't matter what you do to them. Kind of like a night out at Caesars back in the day. You, you, you know, you hit him, nothing happens, you know, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you get them in an arm lock and they seem to wrangle out of it and no matter how much pressure you put on, the, the, pain, the pain threshold, the tolerance to pain goes up and up and up and you end up then you know, really fighting with this person and, and then it, and it injuring them. And they don't realise it because they've got this chemical reaction going on in the body. Yeah, I can't remember what it's wrong. called, actually. It, there isn't, there's a name, there's a proper name for it, a term for it. But anyway, look how much violent crime is driven by um, coke. Loads. Yeah, huge yeah. quantities of it. And you go to the city or go to large cities in, in the UK and it's everywhere. What? It is it's apparently London is the cocaine capital of Europe now, isn't it? Because they, they test the sewage every now and again. And apparently we've got, we've got the best cocaineed up sewage in the, in the world, pretty well. Honestly. It's probably two parts cocaine to one part liquid. 
possibly not possibly. quite to that extreme, but apparently it is, it is, you could probably dry it out and snort it. But going back to drugs then, you know, it, it, the drug, drug dealers or the, the, the organised crime world around the, the supply of, of drugs, it's so difficult to compete with them it, from a law enforcement and government body. To, because you, you, you've got a finite amount of money and resources to, to, to combat it. And to them, they've got an infinite amount of money. That's right, yeah. Far they, more than the law yeah. enforcement will ever have. The markup is fantastic, isn't it? Do you know, when I was involved in some international um, counter-drug stuff yeah. over in South America and in the Caribbean, on behalf of the Majesty's Government, we worked with the Coast Guard, the US Coast Guard, and they've got a dedicated counter-drugs um, operation going all the time. I was amazed at the lengths that the drug cartels go to to ship these drugs out of South America into the Caribbean. They will go and buy a £500,000 motor cruiser boat, brand new, yeah, pack it to the rafters full of drugs, get it to the Caribbean, and then from the Caribbean they'll get it into the United States, usually into Florida, okay? And then they'll dump the boat, leave it. Wow. Done. One run, willing to write off half a million dollars. Wow. And That's proper profit. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Because there's ten times that value in, in what they're shipping. But the thing is, okay, so is it, you're never gonna stop it, are you? I don't know how you would do, but I'm sure they would have tried by now to stop it completely. So you can buy it anywhere, can't you? I wouldn't know where to start because... It wouldn't be difficult, would it? But it wouldn't be difficult, would it? So the realism is that people are going to use it and they're going to carry on using it. Conservative MPs who want to be Prime Minister, 75% would have used all of these things. And then they're going to try and lay down the law about you mustn't use them. You know, that's going to go down really well, isn't it? Hypocrisy at its finest. So, well, that was one of them. Who was he, was he in charge of justice or prisons or whatever? Just was it the justice secretary? He was smoking some heroin in Iran at a wedding. Hey, this is a great wedding. This and we've but, got some Iranian, Iranian listeners now. Yeah, yeah. If, tell us what you know about Rory. <laughs> is it Rory Stewart or something? Somebody like that, isn't it? Yeah, he famously said about the um, prison service that if I don't reduce the amount of drugs coming into prisons in the next twelve months, I'll resign. Mm. Luckily, after about six months, he was given a different job. Otherwise, he would have to resign by now. Lucky for him. And, he, and he's, yeah, there he is, smoking heroin. But interestingly, you know, all of these politicians that they said they've tried these drugs, none of them, it, it didn't have an effect on any of them. You notice, they've all commented, yeah, I did try it, but it didn't like do anything for me. None of them have said, yeah, God, I was as high as a kite. Even Rory who's not like a major heroin user, I wouldn't have thought, after smoking it, chasing the old dragon, yeah, pff, no, didn't have any effect on me at all. It's great wedding. <laughs> yeah. What he forgot to mention was he probably had no idea who was getting married. Yeah. But or maybe thought he was smoking bad, uh, Arabic sand. or Yeah, probably m- camel dung. Yeah, or whatever, yeah. So, well, you haven't come up with many answers yet, have you? So what are you going to do? I don't know what the answer is. So when your kids come home and go, oh, that was a great festival, Dad, because everybody's compulsory now, isn't it? You go to a festival, you have to take drugs. So what, what are you going to feel like when they go to their first festival? It's like, you know, I, I've got friends that have been to many festivals. I'm, I'm not a particular avid festival-goer myself. 
Um, but they've said they have these search policies, you know, for stopping, <laughs> stop, like private stop searches you go in. Oh, right. It's just lip service. Oh, obviously, yeah, they're never going to do it, are they? Why? They're not going to stop me taking your. Well, they wouldn't let anybody in, would they? No. There'd be nobody there at Glastonbury. There'd be you, your nan. <laughs> my kids, because I'm not letting them take anything. Yeah, and they'd be miserable because you won't let them take anything. <laughs> you make them empty the pockets out on the way in. And it'd be raining. Oh, I I, I'm not sure. One thing that is good, my both my kids at junior school went through the DARE project. Oh, that's good, the Which DARE is, project. you know, and that's been running for years, hasn't it? And I think that's great and we should continue to you know, have support for the DARE project. Is it still going on, is it? Yeah, is it? it's still going on, and that's great. And it's run by, there are some cops involved and there's ex-cops involved, which is which is great because that, that teaches kids an awful lot. My kids, I think, got a really, really good understanding of uh, drugs and alcohol and, and, right. and respect and stuff like that from the DARE project. So thumbs up to all the DARE teams all over. I suppose the best way to have a try and address it would be by way of safety, because a lot of these, um, a lot of these festivals now don't they have the facility to have your drugs tested when you go in there? So you say, well, this is what I've got. Twenty quid, I bought this, and then they 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 test it and they give it like a scale of, oh, this is really good shit. Through to where do you get that from? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, where do you get it from? I want some. Through to I wouldn't touch that with a basketball youngin. I don't know. Do they? I think they do. I think they do. They can test them for you. Because it's a bit like kids going out and getting pregnant. Because your kids are just coming up to the age where now where they'll be Leave breeding it. like rabbits. Leave it. All right. Um, and so you know that they're going to do that. So you're not going to say to them, oh, no, don't get that anywhere near her because you could end up all babbed up and end up, you know, costing you a fortune and me and legal expenses, etc., etc. No, you say to them, safe sex. Safe sex. If you're going to use it, pop a condom on and be safe. And perhaps that's the reality of the drug situation with us. So you legalise it and make sure that the supply is all sorted and that people make a profit out of it and they can advertise it and make a living out of it and then the exchequer gets some money in and you can use that for drug treatment, etc., etc. Make that self-funding because that would be dead easy to do in the short term. Um, and have build in safety to it knowing full well that this isn't going to change and like all of these things isn't it it's a bit like the combating of crime for the police we love to be able to kid each other that they're safe kid everybody that they're safe that crime's going down and we've had this discussion really haven't we that yeah crime going down is it um and so you build up this great smoke and mirror about reality and it isn't reality the reality is it's a dangerous world out there you've got to equip your kids for the worst possible outcome that could happen to them uh, and uh, make sure that you know you put in place as many checks and balances as you can to keep them safe awesome. knowing full well that last year you know in the last 12 months 50 percent of students have tried an illegal drug you can't tell me that our kids aren't at risk you're full of good news tonight aren't you well it's all bad news isn't it really and, and now we're going to have a an unelected prime minister another one um who's who's previously been a cokehead or a smackhead. You know, it's not very helpful, is it? Well, it doesn't send out particularly Margaret po- Thatcher. It doesn't send out a particularly positive message, does it? And especially if you're educating your children or offspring or family and peer groups, their, they, well, their, their peer groups, about anti-drugs. Yeah. And then we've got politicians. Because, you know, my, my oldest child, she, you know, she's on Facebook. She'll see some of these things that come up, about, yeah. you know, that get shared about... 
politicians taking drugs. I've seen I've seen quite a few today. Pictures of mountains of white powder in front of uh, you know Mr Gove. So how can you say how, and, what, and how can you say that to your children? Do don't you, do it when. Yeah, don't do it. Well, so, hang on, Dad. I could be prime minister next week. Sorry, what does what does Mr Gove do? Uh, yes, he's, he's running for prime minister. Yeah, yeah. Well, he goes so, out jogging though in the morning. He well, seems it's mixed to messages. Goes, so he's like super fit. It's mixed messages, but it does set off, set off a, a, an expectation that it's okay to. You can do what you like. Dabble, isn't it? You know. Yeah. But but is it okay to dabble though? Is it? Well, well. I suppose you have to leave these choices to the individual. Hmm. But look, you know, yes, that dabbling is is. Is on one side of the or one end of the spectrum, isn't it? And being a full-on, you know, coke addict or heroin addict is is completely the opposite end of the scale or spectrum. And look at the devastation surrounding those people. You know, the people that are at the far end of the spectrum that are addicted to, you know, class yeah, A drugs, mental health issues, and all that. Kind yeah, but they're just the families. Yeah. You know, it drives families apart, doesn't it? You know, the devastation it causes, death in some. Cases, yeah. terrible. Yeah. I wish I knew what the answer was. But I think I know that what we're doing at the minute isn't very effective. And that we can, we can parade all of these massive multi-ton seizures, you know, uh, all over the, the news. But as you well know, they're just going to buy themselves another half a million pound motorboat, pack it full of stuff which is only costing them $400 a, a kilo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Send it off again. It's it, it's a tidal wave that you're never ever going to stop. They had a uh, the, the coast guard, the US coast guard. They had a uh, warehouse or hangar, and it was full of boats and planes. Wow! That done one way journeys. Wow! Millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of uh, kit just parked up. We're in the wrong business, really, aren't we? What do you think we should go into hangar well, storage? Well, vehicles. Hangar storage. Yeah, you got vans. <laughs> <laughs> Some of my vans won't be able to drive from South <laughs> from no. South London, let alone South America. No, you got rid of all those. I don't know what the answer is. This whole podcast I'll... has been pointless because we haven't come up with any answers, have we? Perhaps we should have researched this a bit more and be able to say well, that, well, that's that's... exactly what we should do. Or should we just ask everyone? Phone in. Oh, no, they haven't got any numbers to phone, have they? Email. Fluckerleaks at gmail.com. For God's sake, give us some ideas. Give us some ideas. How are we going to solve this, this yeah, problem? Yeah, I am the foggiest. And what about the uh, the dark web? Well, the dark web? You now for use for and county lines. Have you ever been on the dark web? No. How do you get on it? I don't know. But I'm not interested in going on it at all. <laughs> I have enough trouble getting, Boris, rid, of my, getting Boris, rid of my cookies. Boris <laughs> and Michael go spend all their time on the dark web. It's hard enough to delete some of my cookies as it is. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Let them go on the dark web. Yeah. Uh, are you, you still being blackmailed about those from yeah, Nigeria? Yeah, some I've had another three. Have you? Yeah. Any marriage proposals? No, thank God. But um, the, I can't remember who did the program. It might have even been somebody like Ross Kemp did a program on television, and it was about gangs and drugs. Not not gang violence, but more about the drugs and how easy it was to go onto the dark web and order coke like you're ordering a, a pizza. Is it? Do Deliveroo uh, deliver it now? Somebody deliveries it. Yeah. yeah. Literally within twenty. In fact, they did an experiment. They ordered the pizza and some coke. And the coke came first. And the coke came no. first. Yeah. That's incredible. But, yeah. Unbelievable. But how? But good so, customer service. You're gonna you know get repeat customer, aren't you? You are. But what I'm gonna say is, 
how do you even begin to combat that? It's it, because you just bin the laptop. Oh, shut it down. Let's start up again. Of course right. you will. Yeah, move another address. You don't even need an address, do you? No. You only need somewhere to store it. Well, yeah. And an and an IP address to uh, and a. You don't a, need a big warehouse, do you? Four G, five G, whatever. Yeah. Uh, combating that is nigh on impossible. Amazon will be delivering it by drone soon, won't they? Yeah. This is nice and light, isn't it? It's not as if you've got to, you know, haul 20 kilos anywhere. It's like... Just a couple of grams. Gram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could use tiny little drones, couldn't you? Cost next to nothing. A one-way drone. A one-way drone. Yeah. We used to call them paper planes, didn't we? With, back in the day. With it. Yeah. Mm. So that's it. We haven't come up with any answers at all. We've slagged off all the politicians and we know that we're going to get nowhere. It's depressing, really. It's a major problem, isn't it? Yeah. And it's going to continue to grow, I think, the, the use of recreational, certainly the use of recreational drugs. It's more commonplace, it's more acceptable, it's more socially acceptable than Well, by and large, people fund it themselves, you see, don't they? So you don't get some grubby little great unwashed going out and thieving to fund their um, recreational drug habit. Tend, they tend to often be working people, don't they? And then actually coughing up their own money or, or their well-earned student loan to pay for all <laughs> this cocaine. Yeah, they do, but... There are some some sub cases, aren't there, where people get themselves into debt on credit cards because they 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 can't keep funding their cocaine habits. Well, so that's quite ironic, really, because don't you use credit cards to chop it all up and make it into the lines? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, what what an episode this has been. It's it's been depressing. I'd rather sit here with a can of Galahad. And uh, chatting away, I find that more... Uh, I, it, drugs, the idea of taking drugs like that has never appealed to me. I don't know. Me neither. I like to think I'm special and that I don't need that in my life, but... Well, you weren't that special because you weren't on firearms. Yeah, true, true. I bet you all must have been all coked up, mustn't you, when you were off duty, you <laughs> firearms lot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, I think we'd better call it a day. Well... I'm not sure about this one. I don't know how well it's going to go down. No. I'm not. I thought we'd. I thought we'd be a bit more, uh, a bit more off the cuff with this. I can't believe we haven't been. What off the cuff? Well, I haven't been going from any cheat sheets. What have you been going from? No, I just mean we normally flow a bit better than that, don't we? Oh, we, do we, we, tend, oh, we tend to come see. with a bit more of a, uh, a better outcome, or a bit. Well, we haven't got any funny stories about drug taking, have we? Really? There aren't any, are there? No, it's just all very sad. Only the people that take. Ice and sugar, and think they're taking. Yeah, yeah. Of course, he's bound to have thought that. Mm. Bless him, Paul Boris. Well, so, well, well, on that, on that note, on that depressing note, we better foxtrot Oscar. Well, there was one good thing though. <laughs> I remember. Thank God for that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's, that's like what? That's like you and your hip. Hey, I yeah. can't believe how quickly you recovered. That quickly is a you miracle. Back driving after three days. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, doctor. <laughs> It was uh, we had uh, you know the training days that you used to get. We had the oh, what, drug... the uh, the uh, eight uh, the five minutes of content packed into eight hours. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Every so many weeks, cancelled rest days. Yeah, for extra training. Count crimes as theft of rest day. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. I remember having some drug workers coming to talk to us about uh, about drug misuse. Did they? Did they bring some in? They were brilliant. Really, absolutely brilliant. I yeah. mean, a lot of them one were of them, ex-addicts. Yeah, it? was a, a, a 10, was it 10 or 15 year heroin addict. Really? He was fab. Did he limp? The, there was nothing wrong with him. 
Really? Nothing. He must have had some good shit. He said he'd been in, uh, incredibly careful. Yeah. Clean, hygienic, but took heroin for, what did he say, 10 years or 15 years? I can't, it was a long time. Was he one of these people no. that didn't need to steal to fund it? Right? No, he'd done everything. Oh, he did too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'd, he'd done everything. He was fab. Was he fab? He was brilliant. And he taught me loads. Yeah. On that on that one training day, just listening to him talking about... It's very rare for training to be interesting at all, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm. Blimey, that must have made an impression on you. Mm, it was good. Mm. All right. So well, that is good. Yeah, that, that, well, at least we've we ended finish, on the high. We've ended on the high. It's the most depressing podcast I've ever had. Yeah. Without Fox or Oscar. That's Fox or Oscar.